Arms level. Keep your eye on the target. You can do it, kid! Not a chance, Bass! Good. Again. But I've already hit the target three times. Out of twelve. That's luck, Omega. Not skill. Soldiers need to be consistent. <sighs> Oh, greetings, Bucketheads! Mevar Tigar? Welcome to the 61st Tactical Droid Head Toting episode of MandoVision! Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, and if possible, are so inclined. Give us those sweet, sweet, sweet vibes or reviews. They are what helps a small independent show like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, not get lost in the vast sea of podcasts that exists out there in the universe. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this show. We can't believe you're here. We're so excited that you're here. We got Star Wars stuff to talk about. A new episode of The Bad Batch has dropped. We got a lot to get into about that. And, 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 you know, normally we would dive headfirst into that. But I got a quick programming note that I wanted to share with everybody before we get into the episode proper. Uh, uh, MandoVision, everything's A-OK. -okay. Everything is running. Uh, we are a fine-tuned machine over here on the MandoVision podcast. Mondays are still going to be dedicated days to Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch series. And Fridays are dedicated to The Bad Batch. That is not changing. That Not at all. This is more of a, an, a little FYI for you out there. Some of you may know, I do have another podcast that I record. Uh, it's called the TomCast Podcast, and it is a pop culture-focused podcast on uh, more of this out there than just the, the vastness of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, it covers everything. Uh, everything in the world of pop culture, movies, TV, video games, comic books. We try to talk a little bit about, a little bit about everything. And, uh, and, uh, so it's a different show. And but we have an episode coming up next week. I don't want to say what it is, but maybe check it out. Go into your feed. Maybe set a little reminder to, to check out the Tomcast podcast. But it'll be it'll be out in the middle of next week. We have a special special episode that I'm really excited about, and I think Star Wars fans will enjoy this one as well. So that's why I mentioned it here on Mandavision. So check out the Tomcast podcast whenever you want, but best you know mostly next week. I think I'm going to drop it on. Wednesday or Thursday will be the day. Uh, so keep that in mind, please, 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 because it will be a uh, really exciting episode. And I'll mention it again on next week's uh, uh, Bad Batch episode to remind you that it's out and you can check it out. So, so don't worry there. You know, if you don't want to go into your calendar and set a whole thing up, I understand completely. All right, like I said, we have Season 1, Episode 6 of The Bad Batch. This is decommissioned, and, and we're going to get into this one. But there's one thing we have to do first. And I think you all know what it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go.
We haven't decided if we're gonna work for you or not. Allow me to decide for you. You're in. I'm talking a mutually beneficial arrangement. You make money, I make money. And I watch your back. With the heat on you, it's the best option you've got. I guess we're in. I know you're in. I just told you you're in. So here we are. Again, Season 1, Episode 6, Decommissioned. Our plot for this episode, on a mission to acquire valuable asset. I think that should say a valuable asset. The Batch encounters smugglers after the same target. Uh, this week's episode is directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. This episode is written by Amanda Rose Munoz, with a story editor by Matt Mishnevitz. And our cast for this episode, once again, D. Bradley Baker is the Bad Batch. Michelle Ang is Omega. Matthew Wood returns as the Battle Droids, Factory Worker Number 1, and the PA Voice. Liam O'Brien is Bolo and the Tactical Droid. Rhea Perlman back as Sid. Bridget Kelly Canales is Citizen Slash <laughs> and uh, Trace Martez. And Sam Riegel is Factory Worker Number 2 and Catch. And Elizabeth Rodriguez as Rafa Martez. So, spoilers, the Martez sisters are back. You may remember them from the, from the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, I think it was a three or four episode arc with them and Ahsoka. And um, I remember at the time, uh, people were pretty critical of that, that stretch of episodes. Uh, for it being uh, what what some fans termed as as filler episodes, and uh, I would say that that was anything but the truth of what those episodes were. I thought they were really good, really well done, really interesting ways to explore again another part of the Star Wars galaxy, this sort of disenfranchised average citizen of the Republic who's down on their luck, and you know this war, the Clone Wars, uh, you know sort of cost them everything, and. That, that cost is ignored by the people in power and, and by the Jedi even at that point. They, they, the, you know, we've talked about it on the Clone Wars episodes, how the Jedi have just lost sight of everything as it is. So, yeah, I, I, th I thought the Martez sisters were an interesting aspect and their relationship with Ahsoka in particular was, was, was of interest to me as well. I thought it was all really interesting stuff. So to see them come back in this episode, you know, it's like, oh, well, hey, that's probably something we didn't really consider the last time around. Like, we knew the Bad Batch episodes where where, where Hunter and everyone was, was introduced was going to be sort of like a backdoor pilot to another series. Uh, I don't think we thought about the, the possibility that the Martez sisters might have something to do in this series. They might have a role to play in this series going forward. Uh, and... and and listen, let's just talk about it. I mean, as as a possible link for the Bad Batch to to be a part of the early stages of the rebellion, um, you know, clone soldiers who are not following the Imperial indoctrination program. I don't know if indoctrination is the right word, but you know what I mean. They didn't just switch sides and become uh, uh, stormtroopers for the Empire. They, these ones seem to be going against the grain, for for lack of a better word, at this point. And that is of interest to their employer. So who is their mysterious employer? Well, you know, we got some time to speculate. There's already a ton of speculation on, on the internet about that. I don't know if we should get into that just yet. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we I don't know if we want to break this episode down beat by beat because it is, in a lot of ways, it is sort of. I hate the term by the numbers, but it does follow a certain path. Uh, but it does so in a really fun, energetic, good energy way with good action as well. Uh, I loved the way they snuck, sneak into Corellia. I love that whole thing. 
there, there's a lot to get into with this episode as far as like the things that I saw that I really really liked. Um, but yeah, let's let's. I mean, we're talking about the Martez sisters. Let's let's put it out there right now. Who do you think is their contact? My sort of leanings are it's Bail Organa. Uh, that seems to make some sense. It seems to be something that he has been advocating for since the fall of the Jedi, since the end of the Clone Wars itself. Like, Bail seems to be very aware that uh, the Empire is something that needs to be uh, ended, and, and Palpatine needs to be ousted from power. And and this could be the, the beginning of those... Uh, Again, of this sort of pre-rebellion rebellion, of sort of just like rallying his forces. Perhaps. Perhaps it's Ahsoka. That's a possibility as well. We can't discount that. I don't think that's likely, but I could be I could be 100% wrong. I could be 100% wrong that, that, we, that we would just go right, you know, from Ahsoka's end uh, at, at our final moments uh, with Rex as the Clone Wars were coming to an end. Right into this, I guess that you know, I guess that's a possibility. We can't rule it out, and I wouldn't be sad to see Ahsoka back. Don't don't get it twisted. Like Ahsoka is always welcome. Could it be Darth Maul? What? That'd be pretty wild too. You know, I don't know. That's pretty far fetched. I you know, a lot of us want to believe that there will one day be Solo too, and and this could sort of act as a precursor to that. You know, him him. Uh, Rising up once again to gain some power, get get some get some get some sway in the galaxy. I don't know. I don't buy it. I think Bale's our best bet, but it could be a, an unknown character at the same time. Like maybe it's going to pull back, and it's going to be a different thing completely. Who knows? Who knows for sure how we're gonna, how they're going to handle that? Again, I'm I'm betting on Bale. What do you all think? Like I said, I've seen the internet today. I've seen the wild theories, the wild rumors, the speculation, if you will. Uh, it's all fun, and that's that's the important part. As long as we're having fun, right? Like, let's not get crazy. I mean, I saw someone suggested it was Moochie, though. Rancor. That would be weird. <laughs> I don't think it'd make much sense either, but hey, let's put it out there. Let's talk about another big moment on this episode of the show. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about our boy Wrecker, aka Wrecker Ralph, uh, and and those headaches that the the bumping of the head. I mean, we talked about it over the course of this series so far. That dude likes to bump his head a lot. And, you know, and last week we had him with the with the headaches, the, the the throbbing headaches, holding the front of his head right in that area where his inhibitor chip is at. You know, and we didn't talk about that in any great depth last week, and maybe we should have because they are they are they are paying that out a little bit faster than I thought they were going to, and and uh, that's good because we see that today another blow to the head record <laughs> record takes another blow to the head, and 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 uh, the first lesson to be taken from this is like, dude, we gotta get some better better padded. Uh, helmets for for the Bad Batch because uh, they are not doing a lot when it comes to protecting that guy's noggin uh, and and he needs all the protection he can get. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed already. I mean, let's keep that guy in one piece. And but we heard it today. We heard that inhibitor chip trying to work, trying to go through and 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 you know get into his brain. You heard him muttering the you know good soldiers follow orders mantra that we that we heard from Crosshair in the beginning episode in the first episode, and and you know you have to wonder when is that going to come to a head? When will you know is it one more knock on the noggin and and record turns on the team, or is it going to be something else that tr- that triggers it? Will it be something that Crosshair is able to take advantage of and get him to come over to his side? Uh, there's a lot of interesting possibilities there 
that are, that would be fun to explore. But but um, yeah, we just don't know yet. I I would have thought that Tech would have spent a little bit more time on that that scanner that he was working on for the chip. We haven't seen or heard mention of that in two episodes, and I, I would have thought that would be something a little bit more high priority for for the guys. But you know, I guess they've been a little busy, so maybe maybe he doesn't have the time or the resources to make it work. Um, we don't know for sure just yet. But uh, you know, obviously something is going to come to a head with Wrecker. And and I'm very curious to see what it is, and it, and it feels like it may be coming sooner than than uh, than I expected, and uh, I'm excited by that. I think that's a good thing, uh, you know, because because once again, this episode falls into, into that category of like these sort of mission based episodes, and I again, I am not mad at that. I know some people again, they're they're out there and they're saying these are kind of like filler episodes, and you have to wonder a little bit if some Star Wars fans have gotten a little spoiled over the years with just all the great stuff that's out there, you know, and like big revelations and big, you know, connections to other things. And remember, I, some of my favorite Star Wars stories are the, are the smaller, more personal, more intimate stories. And, and I like that we're doing that. We kind of have pulled back from this galactic conflict to focus on these four clones uh, and Omega, they're the newest member of their team. And, and that's interesting to me. I like that we have kind of made it a more smaller personal story at this point uh one other observation from from this episode uh, I, was, I was a little surprised we didn't cut back to uh crosshair again it's been a long time since we've seen crosshair in action you sort of wonder what's going on there uh, I, I i do sort of miss kind of getting the imperial perspective on things you know getting those scenes with moff tarkin and and you know what the heck we don't know what's going on with the with the uh, with the camino the kaminoans uh, we don't know what's going on on Camino. Like, what's the plan? Are they, you know, obviously they're still petitioning the Empire for funds to keep making clones. But, you know, we're, again, these are stories that we're, we're going to touch on. They're not going to ignore them. I was just a little surprised that it's been about three-ish episodes since we last touched base on, on from that, that pers- to get that perspective in the story. All right, so I do like how this episode starts. We're back on Ord Mantel. We're at Sid's bar. Uh, and Echo is spending time with with Omega and teaching her how to use that, that, uh, that laser bow. And, uh, that's a fun sequence. I liked that a lot. I like the two, uh, bar rats, uh, the making, you know, placing bets on Omega and you, you get a lot of, uh, uh, instructive, instructive moments from Echo. Uh, Echo is very much channeling, uh, his inner Herb Brooks with the again, again, you know, kind of like just pounding in to her head that she needs to practice, practice, practice. If she's going to be any good, with that power bow. Uh, and then, of course, uh, at the end of that set scene, uh, uh, Sid comes out and, and shows her what she needs to do, and it's basically like, strengthen up those noodle arms, kid, or else uh, this thing ain't going to work out too well. But you also get another hint of things to come in this episode, a little foreshadowing when he talks about how she, Omega, will have to shut out, learn how to shut out distractions uh, in, in the heat of combat to be an effective, you know, to make that a weapon more effective. And I, I did like that. I, I sort of like this whole thing with uh, Echo as sort of the teacher for Omega in the in this sense, sort of the one who's showing her the ropes. And remember, you know, Echo's, Echo is not an original member of the Bad Batch. He's not. Um, he doesn't have any of the special gifts necessarily that these modified clones had. These defective clones had. Uh, he's been modified by the Separatists when he was captured by them. 
Uh, so he's probably the closest to like the factory model of of the clones, uh, of of the clone soldiers, of the clone troopers, and so it it sort of makes a, a decent amount of sense for him to be the one who, who has like sort of like the drill sergeant mentality about him and can kind of teach Omega how to use that weapon. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I I did really like this opening sequence. I like the way Sid kind of tells the Bad Batch what they're going to do, even though they have not officially decided. I also like the sort of struggle that Hunter has with accepting the mission. Like, he, he realizes that they're in a bit of a moral gray area right now, but they need money, and Sid is helping keep their secrets, is not revealing their location, hasn't ratted them out. So I think he sort of feels like he's over a barrel a little bit. Like, Sid's been nice to them and, and has treated them well and with some kindness, Uh but Sid obviously has her own plans, her own motives, and 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 I think now she believes she has, uh, and enough leverage, uh, to, kind of control the batch and and get them to do, assignments for her basically, uh, because I think the threat will, is is sort of, again, it's not overt in this episode, but it might become more overt down the line, especially with the way this episode ends, uh, that Sid could. Easily make a phone call, a phone call, <laughs> get on the hollow net and, and, you know, give away the Bad Batch's locations, just turn them in, rat them out, or, you know, even just send them on the run again. And that seems to be something that, that Hunter is struggling with. He doesn't want to put them back on the lamb. He likes the ability to sort of lay low, avoid the limelight. But again, Sid has her own motives and, you know, money is, is a big driving factor for her, but the Batch needs money too. So that, that's an interesting thing. I like that. So they sort of reluctantly go on this mission to the to the, the decommissioned droid factory where, where all the battle droids are being uh, destroyed from the Clone Wars. And I like that we get to go to Corellia. I like that we're sneaking into the planetary defenses by, by having the, the batches uh, shuttle underneath a giant cargo freighter. I love that. I think that's just, that's just classic Star Wars stuff that I love seeing. Uh, it makes me so happy when I see stuff like that. And it's small stuff. And I like the way that... That uh, that echo sort of makes fun, sort of pokes fun at it a little bit, and let's go ahead and play that clip. This old trick it gets us past the planetary sensors every time. Why is a tactical droid more important than the other droids? The more tactical droids fought, the more they learned and won. Yeah, except against us. Yeah. With clones now serving the Empire, knowing how to defeat them just went up in value. We're approaching the decommissioning site. All right, that's a good place to pause it right there. So yeah, we we also get a little bit of information. I mean, we if you, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know about the tactical droids and you understand all that stuff. But I I thought that was a good way to give out some some exposition, and and, and refresh our memories on on just why the a tactical droid would be of value to people now. And again, we're gonna see how more than one group of of more than one party is interested in. That, that that tactical droid's brain and its its combat prowess and techniques. It's uh, very interesting. I, I like this idea a lot for the episode, this sort of uh, treasure trove that exists in this tactical droid's brain. So the Batch infiltrates the factory, and now it's about, all about locating where that, that droid, ta- tactical droid's body's at. They get into the systems, they find out that all the tactical droids, except for one, have been destroyed already. Uh, I wanted to... I thought... I should pause right here and, and mention that I did like this idea of, of seeing how the battle droids, like what happened to all the battle droids, right? Like they weren't just like, you know, put in like a storage facility. It sort of makes a, a good amount of sense. They were just destroyed, right? You know, melted down in slag and turned into, you know, shipping containers or whatever. Uh, there's a, uh, that's interesting to me. I, I, for some reason, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I just always kind of wondered. It was like, what did happen to all those 
you know, battle droid bodies, like, did they, you know, just become, like, collector's items, and they're sitting in somebody's warehouse somewhere, or, you know, you know, and again, it, it's this, it's Star Wars, so I'm sure you'll find, like, huts who have them as, as uh, uh, body, like, bodyguards, or as, like, enforcers, or, you know, I'm sure, you know, like, battle droids would pop up a lot in, 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 in the Bad Batch series, even, you know, but more in, like, a private, uh, private army kind of sense, as, as opposed to the, the what we saw from them in the Clone Wars. So I like this idea of, of seeing this, this decommissioned where they, they've all just been turned into scrap. And, you know, basically the, the, droid, the, the droid foundries are, are basically over. The Geonosian droid foundries are done. That is it. That is all folks. All right, but the Batch is tracking down that, uh, that tactical droid, and let's see what we got here. Hang on a sec. Found it. Sort of. The droid's already in pieces. Is the head intact? Wait, someone just ran off with the droid head. And that would be one of the Montez sisters. One of the workers is stealing our target. I'm on it. Negative. Stay out of sight. <gasps> and I don't think so. Here's the other Montez sister. Whoa, whoa. Take it easy, kid. I don't want to hurt you, but I can't have you getting in the way. You're the one in my way. I sort of liked Omega trying to make a threat and trying to sound threatening, you know, and she, while she can barely hold that 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 power that power bow uh, without shaking, <laughs> it was really interesting. So what happens next? I mean, you've all seen the episode. You know what happens next. Our 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 heroes will eventually be forced to team up with the Montez sisters, uh, as as the workers at the factory find out they're they're under under attack, under, you know, there's intruders. Uh, and so these uh, security droids are called in, and there's a lot of them. And at least, again, to great action, great, you know, shooty shoots. Pew, pew, pews! <laughs> and, again, this is when Wrecker takes another blow to the head, because he's kind of up on the perch. He's kind of got crosshairs uh, position, because he had to swing over and to help reboot the system so they could hack into it. So there's some good stuff in there. And, and again, this is where the action kicks in. There's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, you know, Omega trying to, to, to be helpful, trying to be a value, an asset to the squad, trying to recover that, that tactical head. And at this point, the two teams, you know, the Batch and the Montez sisters, you know, they are sort of thrown together for survival's sake, but they still are competitors for that tactical droid's head. All right, so in the shootout with the, with the droids, I wanted to play this clip here from, uh, this is Wrecker being under attack. This is him getting, getting shot at pretty well by some, 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 some police droids. Good soldiers. That's where we hear him muttering there, the good soldiers line. And I always thought that was, again, something, you, again, we all heard it. We all paid attention to that. We're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, that ship, it ain't as malfunctioning as it thought it was or as suppressed as it thought it was. So there's also a great back and forth with, uh, with the head being taken by Omega, by one of the Montez sisters. And there's kind of a good back and forth. Uh, the Montez sister eventually gets the upper hand on her. I'm getting their names mixed up, so I apologize about that. Uh, it's not Rafa. It is the other sister whose name is... Oh, it's right in front of my face. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Trace. Jeez, Luis. Trace, Mont Trace Martez making the break with the head. But Omega gets stuck, gets kind of pinned uh, beneath uh, some droid body parts is unable to get off the conveyor belt that's headed towards uh, the molten pits. Uh, and of course, you know, we know Trace. Trace is, the, Trace is the one with the softer heart than Rafa. So 
obviously she's not going to abandon abandon a, a child to to death. So she's going to go back and help. Hunter's making a move to 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 save everybody. Again, a lot of great action in this. It's really really good stuff. And uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with this kind of Star Wars action. But uh, one of the things we didn't talk about yet is is the at, the, at a certain point when when I think it's Rafa tells Hunter that you know why they're taking the head, why they need to get the head, and it's very different than the motives that the batch is there for. Which you know obviously they're aware that Sid has cr- you know criminal connections, underworld connections. You know they they last week they did a job for a hut, and and you know. B- Bib Fortuna, basically, but by extension, they did a job for a, for a hut lord, hut crime lord. Uh, so I think that knowing that doesn't sit well with Hunter. So when he hears the Montez sisters' story uh, about how this is to do good, uh, he it, it it obviously uh, affects him, and and you know he is obviously way more sympathetic to that than to helping you know people in the underworld just get money and do bad things with that information. So Hunter and Trace Montez are able to get to uh, Omega. They're able to free her from certain doom. And th- this is where the, the teams kind of come together, and they realize that despite the fact that they both have the same objective, they both want that tactical droid head for different reasons, uh, they're not going to get out of this situation without working together. And, and we are informed that more police droids are on the way. Another larger wave of the police droids will be in, in the factory shortly, and they are vastly outnumbered. So I wanted to play... A nice little comedic moment that made tickled me, but also set the stage for the final part of this episode of how the Batch and the Montez sisters would get away, get out of this situation. Here we go. We need a diversion. What we need is a diversion. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. Really? Okay, Echo. We need a distraction. And he can help with that. What's that thing gonna do? We need an army to get out of this. And we happen to have one. She's pointing to the droid soldiers, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> so what they're gonna... Activate those clankers. They'll start shooting at us. Not if we're controlling the droid who's controlling them. And that's the plan. They're gonna reactivate the tactical droid head. He'll take control of the... of the And reactivate the droid soldiers. And we'll, they will tell... The tactical droid will tell them to fire on the police droids, and that will allow them the opportunity to escape. Riveting. And in the process of their escape, the tactical droid's head is destroyed. So they get out of there with their lives, but no one gets out of there with the prize. And this is where we have our little chat and find out that the, the Montez sisters uh, had far nobler intentions than the Batch on this one. And... Uh, yeah, I like the way this played out. I really did. I thought this was a really, uh, again, a really strong ending as we are sort of working the batch into some of the larger Star Wars mythology here and, and sort of, again, this, this sort of pre-rebellion uh, era that, that's building as, 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 uh, as forces gather to oppose the Emperor. Check this out. All that work for nothing. Whoever said Spires isn't going to be happy. Let me get this straight. You knew how dangerous the information on the tactical droid is, but you didn't know who you were giving it to? We're being paid to acquire and deliver, not ask questions. Our contact needed that information to fight back against the Empire. They're trying to help people and make things better. Why aren't you fighting for the Empire? 
Isn't that what you clones do now? All right, that's really good stuff. I I wanted to pause it real quick there because I love the shot of 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 Tech in there where he's sort of pausing and and considering the words that are being being spoken at the batch and what are they doing? Why are they not you know, why are they aiding the underworld essentially as as opposed to to you know, people who are trying to do good things in the galaxy? I it Again, this is a podcast. You can't see it, but I think when you watch that episode, like there's a lot of ex- uh, again, it's a cartoon. But the the expression, the depth of emotion that's conveyed in that look that that tech has is uh, uh, fascinating. Really, really like that. Not all of us. We are different. Yeah, I've heard that before. It doesn't sit well with Hunter. What's happening right there? You should come visit us sometime. Isn't that part of Ornamental a little seedy? Very. It's great. Keep working on that bow, kid. I will. Bye. And now Hunter's going to do the right thing. Here. What's this? Tech copied the tactical droid's intel to this data relic before it got destroyed. Why are you giving it to us? You'll use it for the right reasons. Huh. Maybe you are different. To be honest, things were clearer when we were just soldiers. Take it from me. In the end, we all choose sides. And that's exactly what we've been talking about on, on this podcast with the Batch. And, and, you know, what is their purpose? What is going to be their mission statement? Are they going to oppose the Empire are they going to join the Empire? You know, I mean, I think it's a safe bet they're not going to join the Empire. But, you know, they're they're a little lost. They're a little rudderless right now. You know, they have Omega. They're trying to lay low, but they're being pursued by bounty hunters. Obviously, the Empire is still after them. Um, but they aren't in open defiance of the Empire yet. They aren't in, again, to, to borrow the, the word, they aren't in open rebellion against the Empire at this at this point. But they are going to have to choose a side at some point, and and uh, what's that going to look like? How's that going to be? How is that going to process for them? And, and especially now that they have Omega, so again, a lot of questions. But they, everything's kind of coming to a head. I think everything's taking form really nicely. We're going to get to that crossroad moment for the for the team um, very soon, and I think they're going to have a. I think next week is going to have a very ugly conversation with Sid, where we talked about that that leverage that she had, where maybe she decides to drop a dime on the Bad Batch and, and, and get the Imperials out there or, or, or clue in Fennec Shand to the location of Omega. You know, uh, I think that's what's coming, especially with this sort of, what I, what I would imagine Sid would possibly view as a betrayal or at the very least a failure. I mean, they probably won't admit to giving the data rod to the Martez sisters, but they will not have come back with that tactical droid's head. And that could... Uh, burn some bridges with Sid pretty quickly here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to queue up the last uh, final moment where the Montez sisters contact their contact uh, because I think that's an interesting bit of information and uh, I want you all to hear it real quick. Here we go. We acquired the tactical droid data from Corellia and we had help. It was a squad of rogue clones and I know where to find them. Thought you might want to know. 
And there's our final moments of the episode right there. And again, closes out another, I think, a very solid episode of The Bad Batch. Uh, I, I Again, I think some people are, are beginning to get a little antsy on the internet. There's not enough, you know, Empire stuff in here necessarily. You know, like like big confrontations, big battle set pieces. You know, I mean, The Bad Batch is not going to overthrow the Empire uh, on their own. Uh, there's a whole, you know, Luke Skywalker thing that has to happen at some point. So people need to, they need to take a chill pill. It's all going to work out. There's a story to tell. We got to get the pieces in place. Give these these creators have earned our trust. We just let them tell the story and and stop getting uh, overly excited. <laughs> again, I like this episode. I think it's again it puts a lot of the pieces in place where they need to be, and we're going to have that confrontation with Sid. I'm sure of it. Uh, and it's not going to go well. And we might find the Bad Batch back on the run again, pursued by bounty hunters, pursued by the Empire, possibly pursued by Crosshair. Uh, it's going to be awesome. How will the Montez sisters factor into the rest of the season, if at all? Who is the mysterious contact? Is it Bail Organa? Is it Saw Gerrera? Is it Ahsoka Tano? Is it Darth Maul? Is it Darth Sidious? Is it Darth Vader? That's right. This could get dark real quick. Wheels within wheels. Probably not, though. Probably, probably not. And obviously the big question, what's up with Wrecker? When is that going to come to fruition? When is he going to uh, possibly betray the Batch? Or, or you know, they become aware of his struggle with the inhibitor chip, and they have to help him and, you know, maybe remove the chip, have to have some kind of surgery, some kind of procedure done to extract the chip without killing him in the process. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up on this series. Again, this is episode 6. Uh, at least according to IMDb and, and some of the reports on the internet, this, the, the series is 16 episodes. So, 10 left. And, you know, we're, we've settled into like a, right around like a 22-25 minute episode length, uh, which is very consistent with the Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, so, that's not a, a ton of time to tell a lot of story. I mean, it's going to be enough time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that they're going to like rush us through these final 10 episodes. Uh, but like I said, a lot's coming up. And I think we're going to get 10 just bananas at, bananas action-packed episodes. Not that these first six haven't been. I, like I said, I really enjoy these first six. They have set the table nicely for what is to come. And there's a lot of good stuff to come. I hope you're all enjoying this show as much as I am. It's been a blast. It's, you know, it's not quite uh, the high-tension, high-drama of the final season of The Clone Wars or, you know, any of the, the big, interesting mysteries and revelations that, that exist on The Mandalorian. But this show is great and consistent. And, again, I think it's really enjoyable. And it's going to go to really good, fun places as, as the Batch weaves their way into more of the Star Wars mythology in this really interesting period uh, that covers the rise of the Empire, the, the galaxy's transformation from the Republic to the Empire and, and what that looks like and what that consists of. So I'm loving it. I hope you all are still loving it too. And I hope you're digging these episodes because I'm having a blast talking about this. This ep- these po- I'm having a blast talking about the Bad Batch. Oh, but let's get out of here. I'm over actually I'm actually a little long today. Uh, but that's okay. We had fun, didn't we? Let's get out of here. You know what to do for this podcast, please make sure you are liking, subscribing, following, sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Friends, enemies, loved ones, people you have life debts with, people in life debts to you. 
they should all be listening to this podcast as well. If you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews are the best way to help support the show without having to spend a single, single solitary dollar of your own money. They help the small shows like us uh, stand out, get into that algorithm so people can find us. And uh, that is the most important thing because we want more and more people joining the Legion of Bucketheads listening to, the, listening to MandoVision. So, yes. And remember, we are on your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. And our host website, Transistor FM. Check them out. They're doing great stuff for podcasters. And uh, if you've got a podcast, Transistor FM, that's the one I'd recommend. Love, 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 love having them as my host site. And again, we are on social media. That's the best way to reach us. It's at Mando, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com if you'd like to write a huge scathing diatribe against me and my uh, uh, pro-bad batch opinions <laughs> or anything of that nature. Oh, boy, are we having fun. At least I am. I hope, <laughs> I hope you all are, too. All right, let's roll into the weekend. Let's get the heck out of here. Remember, one more reminder. Tomcast podcast next week. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a really big, fun, special episode uh, dedicated to something that I think even Star Wars fans are gonna get a kick out of. So check that out, and I'll be sure to remind you all next week at the same time. So thank you in advance for checking that out. Okay, let's get out of here. Everyone have a safe, wonderful weekend. Be good. Watch more Star Wars. Live and breathe the Star Wars. Keep your bucket on all weekend. It's getting sunny in California. You need it to protect you from the UV. All right, let's go. There's only one way that this podcast can end, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.